Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Thursday, June 25th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. CD Projekt Red reveals a whole lot more about Cyberpunk 2077 and announces a cyberpunk anime from the studio behind Promare. The next Animal Crossing update will let you go diving. Crystal Dynamics shares new Marvel's Avengers details. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla's creative director is off the project. CD Projekt Red shows lots of new Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay, and many share hands-on impressions of the first four hours of the game. CD Projekt shared a bunch of Cyberpunk 2077 details this morning with its first Night City Wire presentation. It showed a new trailer, which showed the most driving I think we've seen, and it can be done in third person, which maybe was a known thing, but I was happy to see that. We also saw that the character you will be playing as, V, We'll be pulling off heists and jobs with a crew, and we learned that people in the world of Cyberpunk 2077 like to swear a lot, including Keanu Reeves' character, Johnny Silverhand, who had a few words to say, and one emphatic F-bomb right at the end of the trailer. After the trailer, CD Projekt revealed that everything shown in the trailer you just watched, which seemed substantial, was all from the game's prologue which accounts for just a handful of early quests. They showed a little bit more gameplay, including driving out in the desert, which took me by surprise a bit. I have seen so much city footage of the game at this point that it didn't really occur to me that the game would ever explore outside of it, but it looks like there are big open areas that you can drive around in and explore. They showed how getting upgraded and how upgrading your car will work, and it seems like it all takes place from the first-person perspective. I'm sure there will be occasions where you are looking through menus and making selections, but the footage shown made it look like a lot of the upgrades will just be happening in real time from your perspective. Most of the time was spent on a new mechanic for the game called Brain Dance, which lets you explore other people's memories. You can fast-forward and rewind through specific moments in people's memories, but you can also step away from the perspective of the person whose memory you are witnessing and look around the environment. It's a mechanic similar to that seen in games like Remember Me, Batman Arkham Origins, or probably most appropriately, you know, the Witcher sense in the Witcher games. But it was cool to see something a little slower paced within the world of Cyberpunk 2077. Up until this point, a lot of the trailers and things that we've seen like that have been really action-focused. They didn't have much to show in terms of art direction or footage, but CD Projekt also announced a partnership with animation studio Trigger to create a cyberpunk anime subtitled Edge Runners that will be coming to Netflix in 2022. Trigger is the studio behind Kill La Kill and the recent movie Promare, which I really enjoyed. Promare was 
pretty insane. So I am eager to see what that studio can do with this property. The one piece of art they did show had a character standing in a pose nearly identical to some iconic artwork from Akira, which has me very excited. It ended up actually being one of the more exciting announcements from the whole presentation, for me anyway. As the Night City Wire presentation wrapped up, hands-on previews from various outlets started appearing online based on the first four hours of the game. The overall impression was definitely positive, with a lot of folks focusing on the impressive density of the world. One preview I have linked in the show notes comes from Kotaku Australia's Alex Winter, who went in-depth on the character customization options. Along with three classes to choose from at the beginning of the game, Nomad, Street Kid, and Corpo, you will also have, quoting from Walker's article, six skin types, 35 hairstyles, 17 eyes, eight eyebrows, 17 eyes, 17 mouths, 17 jaws, 17 ears, eight bits of cyberware, or, you know, no cyberware, nine types of scars plus off, six types of tats plus off, 11 piercings plus off, five types of teeth, eight bits of eye makeup, five bits of lip makeup plus off, three blemishes, three types of nipples, five types of body tats, two types of body scars, and Walker also mentions a handful of below-the-belt customization options as well. Walker also wrote, you're not immediately presented with the nudity either. If you want to just have that stuff disabled, it stays disabled. Overall, I mean, it was an impressive showcase, and there is a lot to take in from everyone's hands-on impressions. I definitely get a sense of the surface not even being scratched after the first four hours of the game, which doesn't surprise me, but it does continue to intimidate me. The more I see of that game, the more impressed I am, but I also look at it and I can't help but think, is there a universe where I even have time to scratch the surface of this game? I guess I'll find out when it releases in September. Animal Crossing New Horizons next update will let you swim underwater. Nintendo offered a few details this morning about the next planned Animal Crossing New Horizons update, which is planned for release on July 3rd. The big thing it will add, which I believe is a first for Animal Crossing, is the ability to swim in the ocean and dive underwater to retrieve sea creatures that can be donated to the museum. The footage of the update showed a villager swimming to grab sea stars and donating sea anemones and a spotted garden eel to the museum. The same villager was shown finding a scallop, which it gave to a nearby swimming sea otter named Pascal. There will also be new sea-themed stuff to build, and Gulliver will show up again napping on the beach. The footage ended with a tease that summer update number two will be coming in early August. I think I have made it pretty clear that I'm not the biggest Animal Crossing guy. I actually just sold my copy on eBay recently after committing to the decision that I will not be playing it again, but I continue to love the excitement the game fosters. I will talk more about Avengers in the next segment, but we got to see a bunch of explosive Avengers gameplay yesterday. Thor punching the heads off robots with a hammer and Hulk, you know, smashing, but everyone just kind of shrugged their shoulders at it. But then... Nintendo releases footage of a character jumping into the water, diving for a scallop and giving it to a sea otter, and everyone loses their mind. <laughs> I, I saw so many people proclaiming their renewed love for Animal Crossing and start their impatient countdowns for July 3rd. And I just, I love it. What makes a life a good one? 
Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Crystal Dynamics reveals all kinds of new Marvel's Avengers gameplay and story details. Crystal Dynamics shared a lot of Marvel's Avengers information yesterday in the form of a handful of new trailers and extended gameplay footage and a War Room presentation that went into some detail on everything that was shown. The extended gameplay trailer showed the most gameplay we've seen of the game yet and featured Thor predominantly. It kicked off with the Daily Bugle reporter talking about a return from the Avengers and Thor showed up in civilian clothes and beat up a lot of robots. The gameplay looked a little like Anthem, with Thor able to take to the sky pretty much at will. He also called down various special attacks and crossed paths with Hulk and Iron Man. It was apparently an example of a hero mission, which are more cinematic missions that will push the story forward. There will also be war zones, which are repeatable missions that take place in larger areas, and it's in these missions where you will be able to use your more customized Avenger. In theory, you will play the Warzone missions repeatedly to gather material and upgrades. A story trailer was shown, and it focused predominantly on Kamala Khan, a young hero who has big stretchy arms she can use to hit stuff. It looks like the story will basically be seen through her eyes. The story trailer also revealed that the big bad is going to be George Tarleton, a.k.a. Modoc, The bad guy, you know, that's basically a big weird head. I also learned that MODOK is an acronym for Mechanized Organism Designed Only for Killing, which is fun. Maybe that's common knowledge, but I learned that yesterday. George MODOK Tarleton apparently runs AIM, a tech company with nefarious goals to basically eliminate superpowers from the world. Some other quick hits Nick Fury was shown. We got to look at some of the armor and clothing you can unlock and upgrade. And we got to see the hub area of the game, which made it look very reminiscent of Destiny. Marvel's Avengers is coming to just about everything on September 4th, and publisher Square Enix recently confirmed the game is coming to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. And if you buy the games for the current generation of consoles, you will get a free upgrade to the next-gen version, which is a trend I am really appreciating and hope everyone adopts. Your save files and progress will transfer, too. Quoting from the press release, the next-gen version of the game will have faster load times, boosted resolution and fidelity, improved texturing and armor destruction, ray tracing, and more. PS5 will also provide players with their choice of enhanced graphics mode or high frame rate mode. I always like having that option, and I always go with the frame rate. I enjoy 
Avengers media. I like those characters. The story in the game seems interested, and I am excited to learn more about Kamala Khan, a character I know very little about. But I, I don't know that this game will be for me. I like the cinematic story stuff, but the destiny angle just isn't doing anything for me at all. I just don't like games where you are encouraged to do the same mission or thing more than once with the incentive that you might get something new. I just don't enjoy that style of gameplay, but I do recognize its popularity. Not much in yesterday's presentation got me super excited, but I do think it has the potential to be a game that I will feel differently about once I actually have the controller in my hand and get a chance to see how it feels. I guess, just like Cyberpunk, I will find out in September. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's now former creative director, Ashraf Ishmael, steps down after impropriety allegations surface. I talked yesterday about the myriad abuse and misconduct allegations that have been surfacing over the last few days, and this is another example of one of those issues. Ashraf Ishmael was a creative director at Ubisoft working on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but that is no longer the case. Matt Kim reported on the news for IGN and wrote, Ashraf Ishmael, creative director at Ubisoft, has announced he is stepping down from his role on Assassin's Creed Valhalla following allegations of engaging in extramarital affairs. In a statement published on Twitter, Ishmael announced, I am stepping down from my beloved project to properly deal with the personal issues in my life. The lives of my family and my own are shattered. I am deeply sorry to everyone hurt in this. In a follow-up, Ishmael added, There are hundreds of talented, passionate people striving to build an experience for you that do not deserve to be associated with this. I wish them all the best. IGN also received a statement from Ubisoft about the incident, where it simply stated, Ashraf Ishmael is stepping down from the project to take a leave of absence. The development team is committed to delivering a great game in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Unfortunately, I don't think this will be the last we hear of this kind of incident, but like I said yesterday, I think it's good that these kinds of stories and issues are being surfaced. Here's what released today. Brigandine, The Legend of Runerzia, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a strategy game with some visual novel elements where you rule an army and make various decisions about their goals across the fictional content of Runerzia. Color X Malice, or it might be pronounced Color Cross Malice, is a visual novel that is actually a port of a Vita game that originally released in Japan in 2016 that was generally well-reviewed when it originally released. It's out today on Switch. You play as a young police officer tasked with restoring order in the city of Shinjuku. The game takes place in a different country than the United States, but I don't know if modern social issues will change the perception of the game compared to its original release. This is one I missed yesterday, but Death Come True released on Switch. It's a full-motion video adventure game from Kazutaka Kodaka, the creator behind the Danganronpa series. FMV games are making a comeback, which is something I never expected, but hey, here we are. Mr. Driller in Drill Land is also out today on Switch and PC. Mr. Driller is a puzzle game series that has been around since 1999, but this is the first time this particular entry has been made available in the West. Romancing Saga Re Semicolon Universe with a capital S, which is a game title I don't enjoy explaining, but I think is important to explain if you're not reading it, is out today on iOS and Android devices. It's a game that has been out on mobile in Japan for some time, but 
This marks its debut in North America. Blair Witch from Bloober Team is out today on Switch. It originally released on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC last year to okay reviews. I'm actually curious about it. Bloober Team is a surprisingly prolific developer, so I am always curious what they are up to. I actually think I might check it out. I also wanted to say, you're welcome for not saying Blair Switch. I wrote it out, had a very, very light chuckle about it, but I didn't say it. You're welcome. That's it for video game news today. I tried to play a little Ninjala yesterday, but once I got it downloaded and tried to boot it up, I was just greeted with a server maintenance alert. I haven't had a chance to try again yet, but I'm hoping to today. I ended up just playing a bunch of Smash Brothers Ultimate and Golden Sun instead yesterday, both of which I enjoyed. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to Kyle at RideHome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metroid Other M right now. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.